Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And welcome back to We've Never Been Clicked after the bye week, which, as you may have noticed, we took a bye week as well. Uh, I'm joined by Jimmy and Jay, as always. Did y'all have a productive bye week? I did. I had a great bye week. I did absolutely nothing, which was productive in its own way. Hey, how are you, boys? It was a nice bye week. It's... uh. Always enjoyable to go through a Saturday of college football and not uh, not have your heart ripped out and smashed. So uh, the bye week came at a good time. So uh, now time to get geared up for Klanga. Yeah, I feel like we haven't heard from you in like six months, Jimmy, even though we've only been doing this for a couple months. I know. I've missed you guys terribly. I've missed the <laughs> listeners. Uh, apologies. You know, life life tends to happen, but uh, geared up for a strong second half of the season here. And I, I, of course, know life with a young child involves someone being sick at every moment, starting in like oh, late God. September. Yeah. Hot potato with the viruses. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so that seems like a reason 452 to not have children. That's right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, Learning valuable life lessons here. Jay, it's worth it for that one good moment every two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like golf. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, precisely. That's funny. <laughs> and I'm Cuppy Cup, by the way. I don't think I ever say who I am on the podcast, which I don't know. It seems kind of... Bad yeah, habits. Little bad habits. We're not good at this, which is why we can't draw a good guest. Apologies to our past guests for, <laughs> for that comment. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so we do have Klanga, as Jimmy mentioned, uh, and I'm scared of Mississippi State, and it's not just because my wife went there. I I actually think that they might uh, beat us up a little bit. How do y'all feel about this game? I hate Mississippi State. Just generally speaking? Yeah, just generally speaking. Did you ever play there? <laughs> I did. And uh, let me tell you, not fond of those cowbells. Mm. You know, you get an 11 a.m. kickoff. You get a little bell rung by a Dak Prescott knee to the side of the helmet. <laughs> and uh, those cowbells start, start to sound a lot worse. You had your bell rung, is what you're saying? Okay. Yes, exactly. The... Uh, what is that? They they were grandfathered in or something? Why are they allowed to do that? Yeah, I think it's a uh, crock of shit, to be quite honest. But I guess uh, we can't really say much about traditions, considering how many we have. Yeah, but none of ours are actually helpful. Even if you're a fan of Mississippi State, aren't you kind of like, this is fucking annoying. Like <laughs> yeah, I don't know how, like, I guess they just all go deaf. <laughs> so, like, if you have a generation of Mississippi State bands... Eventually, they'll evolve to just be deaf. 
so that they don't hear mm-hmm. the cowbell. Yeah. I played. I mean, I mean that's that's Darwin. <laughs> Is that Darwin's theory? Who, who's the evolution guy? You got it, Darwin. That was good. That's right, good. Cool. Aggie education shining. Well, I was going to say they don't teach evolution at Texas A and M. So he, how could he know? <laughs> that's that's. <laughs> I have watched the the dance evolution <laughs> video on you. We're an intelligent so. design school. <laughs> the, um, what is the I played drums for a long time so I just constantly hear ringing in my ears so it's like people are playing cowbells all the time oh that's terrible yeah. I'm sorry to hear that it's like your your life is like one big don't fear the reaper on mm-hmm, repeat mm-hmm. just more yeah, cowbell it's not as great as it sounds yeah. <laughs> the oh. is Missing out, missing out on Will Ferrell. I'm, I'm still kind of stunned that we won the last three games. Uh, they were all pretty close and, and frustrating in their own ways and also rewarding. So um, I know Mississippi State isn't ranked. Uh, do you are you foreseeing a win here, or are you are you worried, or both? Uh, I mean, Mississippi State's still a very physical and tough team. Uh, I don't think it's going to be easy by any means for the Ags. I, I see it being a lot like the Kentucky game. Uh, it's going to be a defensive battle, go down to the wire. I think A&M will come out on top, but this, this is still a team that has a lot of fight left in them. And if Nick Fitzgerald can rattle off some big plays, the Ags could be in trouble. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing in terms of it being uh, having a look and feel like the Kentucky game. And – I was kind of comparing it against some of those big 12 seasons we had where, you know, fortunately for our defense with a kind of a shaky secondary, we've only played two football teams that have pretty decent quarterback play. I mean, I'm talking guys who can like really stretch the field. And that was of course uh, Clemson and Alabama. We used to go against those big 12 offenses that there were a couple of years where, teams were stacked and we were just facing like gunslinger after gunslinger. And so, you know, we're going to Starkville. It's going to be the exact opposite. It's kind of old school SEC football, a lot of ground and pound and uh, battling in the trenches. And I think the A&M front seven matches up really well. I think Jay was right. You limit the big plays and uh, I expect a low scoring game, probably not, not all that pretty. Um, if you're not into either one of these teams, it might not be that fun of a game to watch, but uh, hopefully pick up a big road win. It'll be interesting to see how Mississippi State bounces back after um, kind of have, having their teeth kicked in in uh, Baton Rouge last weekend. Well, it'll be a great game for fans of the color maroon. Hmm. <laughs> the, I'm so scared of LSU. I guess we'll talk about that in a future show, but uh, that seemed like a game preseason that we might have a chance to win. and. Uh, no, the, it seems more and more distant <laughs> every week. Uh, we just, gosh, we can never beat those guys anyway. But now they seem like they're they're pretty damn good. Yeah, they're uh, they're a scary squad. So uh, not looking forward to playing them at all. Yeah, for my preseason prediction to come true, we can win one more game, uh, which I guess would be UAB. Hmm. <laughs> Actually, UAB has a pretty good squad this year too. Okay, yeah, so we might we might not make a bowl game, is what Jay's saying. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, uh, if you expect <laughs> the worst, the best is always nice. Can you imagine Aggie Twitter if we don't make a bowl game? 
Oh, God. Well, we'd have to fire our coach. Yeah. Um, Just a yeah. $70 million buyout or whatever's left. Oh, the immediate threads just popping up. Are we paying Jimbo too much? Well, no shit. We're paying him too much. But <laughs> They ask that after close wins. I can't imagine, you know, yeah. finishing on a five-game losing streak, including UAB. Yeah. That would be less than ideal. Yeah. At least we have them at home, right? Yeah. I think. And we'll always have the moral victory against Clemson. That's true. I think that should count for half a win toward a bowl appearance. My morals felt so good after that game. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, I wanted to bring up something uh, just coming out of the bye week. Uh, maybe I'm paranoid. I'm always excited when uh, the Ags make it through a bye week and uh, there's no arrests. Nobody quit the team. Like everybody just – you know, kind of stay cool. Uh, I think the devil makes use of idle hands. And uh, so I wanted to ask Jay, what's uh, what's typically the rhythm of a bye week? I mean, do the players get a chance to go home and then when does uh, practice rev back up and when do you start game planning? Um, where Or what's the balance rather between getting rest, getting guys healthy while also – staying in shape, keeping that edge and getting ready for another uh, big road trip in the, in the SEC. Yeah, it's, it's tough to balance it out. Uh, you know, I think with the bye week, one of the big things is that it gives you a chance to get a head start on uh, game planning for your opponent. So you're going to get some unique install uh, with the offenses. You know, they're going to be, have the chance to put some wrinkles in, maybe uh, throw some trick plays out of the bye week. I think you'll see some of that on Saturday. Uh, additionally, it's a more time to watch old film, uh, kind of see as a player where you need to improve, you know, little, little things in your game where you can make a tweak during the bye week. Uh, normally when you have a, a game opponent, uh, you don't focus as much on, uh, your, your technique. It's more game plan stuff. And so with the bye week, it gives you a, a chance to really go back and look at film and see what you need to do correctly. Uh, take, for example, the tackling in the secondary. I can guarantee you during the bye week that they had a lot of drilling there. Uh, Jay, you mentioned watching film. I did read on TechSags that under Kevin Sumlin, the players just watch movies during the bye week. <laughs> so, so maybe that's what they meant. Well, I mean, I like to get a little bit of both. So I watched nothing but uh, my own highlight film with the soundtrack of Last of the Mohicans edited in. <laughs> that's excellent. It's appropriate that that's what we use for cutoff music in the bullcast. Yeah, it's uh, very fitting. <laughs> I didn't know that that was where I was headed. Uh, <laughs> but it was a, is a real shoe-in once I figured it out. Well, the Duke game, wasn't it the Duke game where you were the MV, the, the moral MVP at least? Yeah, I was I was definitely number one in everyone's hearts yeah. after that game. <laughs> That's awesome. That's got to be fun to go to Northgate after a game like that. Uh, yeah, I, I think it would have. I basically just went home and passed out after that. Uh, but but going out after, yeah, actually, I can't think of any games I was actually allowed to go out after. So okay, <laughs> all uh, right, fair enough. Yeah. Most time, I you know I didn't drink until I was twenty one. Of course, everyone. Knows yes, that. yes, yeah. I wasn't trying to imply otherwise. Yeah. The so, uh... um, I meant just like <laughs> hanging out at Pita Pit. 
Right, right, right. Uh, I would definitely go just eat triple cheeseburger after triple triple cheeseburger at Whataburger. Mm-hmm. No, and then once it became eleven, I would switch over to jalapeno cheddar biscuits. Those those, those things are pretty good. Man, the ladies must have been all over you. <laughs> Look, I was I was slanging slanging those biscuits. <laughs> Your beard smells like biscuits, sir. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> quite the turn on. The uh, I don't. Is there anything else to say about this game? I think we're all kind of uh, just on pins and needles, waiting to get uh, back into action. It, it was kind of frustrating that not only did we have a bye week, but Texas had a bye week. So I felt like I had nothing at stake in uh, in this. <laughs> I don't know. It, it felt pretty awesome to me to watch uh, Urban Meyer lose to Purdue. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's good that stuff. That's college. That's what college football is all about. Uh, like. Two teams that you don't really care that much about, but a huge upset like that's so fun to watch, especially hey, when Urban Meyer's some, uh, such a piece some of shit. Incredible alumni, though. You got uh, Neil Armstrong, first man on the moon. Mm-hmm. Good, good QB. Uh, Ryan Newman, NASCAR driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Brees, great quarterback, it's and okay. uh, Kyle Orton, not so great quarterback, but apparently <laughs> pretty funny. Drew Brees might win the MVP again this year. He's he's looking good. I'm a big fan of Drew Brees. I just made that up, but I do I do think I heard he's doing well this year. Well, uh, yeah, I'm sure uh, there's some fantasy football owners that would love to give him the MVP already. Hmm. Yeah. Austin, Texas, and you wind up at Purdue. Nice work, <laughs> college programs. Well, they probably <laughs> recruited him as a safety in Austin. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jay. Mm. <laughs> so we were going to record during the bye week and Jay collected mailbag questions. I'm thinking we could jump into some of those now unless we want to hit the weather and bets first. What do you what do y'all want to do? Uh let's go ahead and mailbag it. All right, let's the do it. The people have been waiting. Boo, uh, doo, doo, boo, boo. So we'll it's the mailbag. With the first question, uh this one's for you, Cup. If we win out the regular season, will you post a selfie of yourself? Um, yeah, I'll probably wear an Allen Iverson mask or something. Okay, but, uh, I'll, uh, we'll take it. But yeah, I'll do, uh, I'll, I'll do something. Who sent like that. that one in? That was Brock McKelvey. <laughs> so the uh, <laughs> we're not. Does that include a bowl game? I have no idea. If we make the playoff, I'll post a real selfie. Like Sounds a good. Two lost team making the playoff. I'll post like a, a legitimate selfie. All right. And we have a question from RCB. I think this is for each of us. Never what, heard of him. What's the worst trip slash vacation? I have to add the slash in there. You've ever been on. So my, my worst trip is obviously going to be the time that we lost to Alabama 59 to zero. Uh, that was not fun and possibly the worst trip I've ever had. Hmm, I enjoyed watching that game. I appreciate you for enjoying that. <laughs> and then my worst vacation ever was probably when I went to Disney World as a 10-year-old and was sick the entire time. Oh, you've actually stirred a memory for me. I went to Disney World like a million times because my parents are addicts. Um but there was one trip in particular where I carried a bottle of Kaopectate around with me the whole trip. 
because I had crazy <laughs> diarrhea and Disney World is the worst place to be with diarrhea because, you know, they they try to keep the bathrooms clean. But let's be honest, there's a bunch of toddlers running around owning those restrooms. But but I was and people like me with diarrhea. Right. So I was on the on the can the whole time while my family was climbing up the uh, Swiss Family Robinson treehouse. Little known fact, six out of every 10 Disney customers has violent diarrhea at all times. That sounds accurate, which makes the resort pools very uh, treacherous. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever encountered diarrhea in the swimming pool? Good Lord, Cup. Oh, sorry. I I didn't want to take it in that direction. That'd be a shitty situation, though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it sure would, Jay. And it was it's funny because the 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 trip the trip I actually had in mind also involves diarrhea. Um, I went to Moscow in eighth grade, which was like the most bizarre class trip of all time. Uh, but wow. it, it was right after communism fell, and I was say, it had to be like Cold War. Yeah, so we were well. It was funny because they told us to bring like cigarettes and blue jeans and all this crap to trade <laughs> uh, for. <laughs> like our teachers told us this to trade. They don't have currency, kids. <laughs> to trade for like pins and chess boards and nesting egg dolls and things like that. But um, it turned out they had all that shit because communism had fallen. So they didn't want any of our cigarettes. So we just ended up smoking all of those, but they wanted things like my New Jersey devils ball cap. Sorry, Jay. I'm sure that's a team you don't like. Um, New Jersey devils ball cap. Yeah. And my Kansas city Chiefs starter jacket and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, But (laughs) we ate, we ate caviar, like really shitty caviar and stroganoff. It seemed like every meal. And I just had diarrhea the whole time. And yeah, yes, I'm not after that trip. Um, And (laughs) on one of the train rides, I think we were going to St. Petersburg. uh, I flipped off my history teacher behind his back and he caught me doing it. So like, you know, that's a big deal in eighth grade. So I was like, just feeling bad the whole time and shitting myself, basically. (laughs) All right, Jimmy. Go ahead and beat that. <laughs> that is something else. Uh, I will say my worst trip was in high school, my hockey team. We took a trip to Regina, Saskatchewan. Rhymes with vagina in January. And we took a bus from Colorado all the way to Saskatchewan, about 25 hours. The heat broke. Uh, it was freezing on the bus. Um, it was a cold Regina works. And then we, ice cold Regina. Um, we won some games, but we had to play against these farm boys up in, you know, the Prairie of Canada that were tougher than shit. I was a little guy and, uh, I missed my high school girlfriend back home. Um, we broke up shortly thereafter. Overall, not, not an awesome trip. I'm surprised your girlfriend wasn't in Canada. Yeah, Canadian farm boys playing hockey. What else is a farm boy from Canada to do? You know? Truly, like, it, for them, it was either, like, you're going to work on the farm, the factory, or you're going to get a ticket out and playing hockey. I mean, it was that kind of old school. Wonderful. All right, well, uh, good. Ready we, for the next question. We're going to be able to do one mailbag question per show at this pace. Yeah. yeah. No, that's I'm gonna, good. 
I think we've got one more. No, at least one more. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one from KMaze10 on Twitter. Who is it? Uh, oh. KMaze10. Kyle Mays, the most Aggie yeah. name of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Mays, incredible. Uh, so we have a Mary Fuck Kill. And this is going to be Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know. This is such a bull cast question, but I guess we'll answer it anyway. Um, I, I thought you might say that, but I just really wanted to answer this question. Do you want to go first? I, I can do that again. All right. That's uh, the theme. So I think you definitely fuck uh, Halloween. Mm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so my, my reasoning behind that is because of just general sluttiness from Halloween. They're probably pretty wild. Uh, I'm going to marry, um, marry Christmas. Because of the pun? The obvious pun. And then I'm going to kill Thanksgiving because, honestly, Christmas food tends to be better anyway. I thought it was like a killing turkeys thing. The I saw boobies on Northgate on Halloween a couple times. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that was fun. It's it, when it's unexpected like that. It's yeah, it's always it's always a rewarding experience. It's delightful. Uh, if you ever want to feel like that experience is tainted, go to a NASCAR race. <laughs> <laughs> I was also going to Merry Christmas without realizing it was a pun until you said it out loud. Yep. Um, just because for me, Christmas is the greatest holiday uh, that there could be, uh, not based on any religious aspect, but I just really like getting presents. Um, and candy canes a lot better than most candies. That's, that's false, but there's a lot of other, other good food to be had on Christmas. Well, I'm Um, just saying like most, most holiday candies that you think of candy canes are probably better. Okay. I don't, I don't agree with that. I would, uh, I would kill Halloween. Um, (laughs) I think Halloween I enjoyed as a child trick-or-treating, but now as an adult, I absolutely hate it. Um, we have one of those ring doorbells where there's like a camera and uh, it, it alerts my phone every time someone's at the door. And I'm one of those people who like lives in fear of someone coming to the door. Uh, so Halloween's a very trying time for me uh, with, mm. with teenagers and and people who actually should be trick-or-treating constantly uh, coming to the door looking for candy. So we turn off all the lights and, um, you know, watch cartoons. And then I would um, make sweet love to a Thanksgiving turkey. Oh, my. Based. Well, uh, catch, catch that drop, folks. <laughs> Base that turkey. Based. <laughs> uh, well... I would, uh, mine's the exact same as Cup. I would Merry Christmas. I'm not even going to acknowledge the pun. Uh, Just a wonderful time. Tis the season. Uh, Halloween, I'm not a fan of at all. And there's people who seem to, like, all they do is get invited to Halloween parties. Maybe I'm a loser or something, but, like, none of my friends ever throw a Halloween party, uh, which is kind of a blessing. I just have, I've never had to, haven't had to get a costume since, like, college. Uh, The other thing, the one redeeming fact of Halloween was when you're young, like college and right after college, you could count on Facebook back when people actually use Facebook, just being loaded of photos of girls in their slutty costumes 
And then all of a sudden you blink and you're in your late 20s and it's all these people and their kids dressed up for Halloween. You're like, that's a real telling sign that uh, you've gotten old. Um, yeah, all of the holidays kind of suck as adults, don't they? On Thanksgiving, you're actually expected to cook or host. On Christmas, you're expected to buy better presents for the younger people in the family and your own children. And then on Halloween, you have to buy candy and give it to everybody else. And uh, you don't get to have any fun anymore. Holidays stink now. Yeah, fuck holidays. Uh, but no, I, I I love Thanksgiving. Um, I love the four or five day weekend, some good college football. Um, the weather in Texas is usually my favorite that time of year. Uh, nice crisp air. And uh, so I'm, I'm always a fan of Thanksgiving. You pointed out the most important thing. It should be based on how many days you get off of work. Mm, so the, yes. the rankings, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and, Look, when, and Halloween. When you get arrested on Halloween for dressing up as a cop. You get a few days off from work. <laughs> <laughs> that makes getting your next job a little more challenging, though. Uh, well, it's a fair point. Yeah. Very good. We have. Do, do you want to do one more? Uh, we can do one more. You have a good one? Yeah. Uh, so that same one... Uh, Cal Mays had another question. Jeez, we got no fresh blood. Well, sorry. It's okay. uh, they how know ranking or give the top three cold weather foods? I'm going to say one of my three foods will be chili. Uh, mm-hmm. Preferably with cornbread. Um, but there's nothing like a warm bowl of chili after you come inside from a cold day. Um, with beans folks chili with with beans i agree with you really chili's, chili's actually going to be on my list too <laughs> oh you're not a real texan either jimmy right so. no uh in colorado we put beans and chili i don't know why i mean yeah i look, love I, beans and chili i don't have any problem with beef being in chili but throw some beans in there too agreed yeah. Por qué no los dos? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to struggle with the others. Chili like popped right into my head. Um, okay, I've got a couple. Uh, shepherd's pie. Yes. Mm, very I- hearty, rib sticking pub food. Just picture being in like a, a thick sweater in an Irish pub, pounded Guinness. Need something to sop up all the hooch. A little shepherd's pie. I've only had that one time in my life. And truth be told, it's like, it's good. Like once every five years and <laughs> being Irish myself, I can say that my people are not known for their cuisine. Mm-hmm. Um, the next, I would say like a, like a baked ziti, like if Z I T I, like a pasta dish that has a bunch of cheese melted in it and some good tomato sauce I'm kind of in the, like the comfort food. Uh, and the other one that jumped to mind was uh, grilled cheese with tomato soup. Oh, that's a good one. That's really good. Your second one, ziti, I, I, I think that's a good year-round food. I don't know if it's, for me at yeah, least, that's true. cold weather it's specific. good right now, maybe. I'm trying to think of things that I wouldn't necessarily eat when it's not cold. Um, I think that for me, uh, being... Um, married like, into the family that I did uh, a good Chinese hot pot 
is uh, is really nice in cold weather. Have y'all done the hot pot scene? No, I've not. Jimmy, there's like five thousand of them in Houston, so you should you should try to check it out. They bring you a a broth and they boil the broth on your table. Then they bring you raw vegetables and meat, and you drop it into the hot pot, and then it takes like thirty seconds to cook, and then you just you know, spoon it out and eat it. And it's amazing and delicious and kind of a cool experiential dining um, scene. So I, I like that. Okay. Uh, Wait, hey, can we pause for one second? Yes. Yeah. Pause. Hang on. Oh, I got to go. My, I just looked at my phone and my wife said my daughter just peed through and she's crying. So okay. <laughs> I'm going to, y'all, y'all can actually finish it out. I'll just leave it recording. Okay. Okay. So I was going to say that my three cold weather foods are probably going to be number number three overall. I'm going with tamales. I think oh, uh, great tamales call. in the winter, especially, are a great call. Uh, two is going to be chili. Uh, I don't mind beans. You know, I don't really care one way or the other about the beans. Uh, I'm just a beef chili guy. Uh, and then my number one is going to be Chicago-style deep-dish pizza. Oh, uh, yeah, that works. There's just something about biting into Chicago-style pizza when it's cold. You know, you got the, the tomato on top, get the cheese at the bottom, throw some sausage in there. It's, uh, it's pretty, pretty filling for a cold-weather food. Yeah. I think part of what makes something a good cold weather food, or I guess to make it qualify, is would it be disgusting on a 95 degree day? Like beef stroganoff sounds terrible on a hot day. Exactly. It's like, I don't want to eat a Chicago style pizza if I'm going to go out there in the heat the next no. 30 seconds or so. You'll die. I'd much rather have it cold, blistery, 21 degrees outside, just windy as hell. That's that's what I want a Chicago style slice. Bingo bongo, buddy. Uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up for the uh, for the mailbag questions for this week. I think we're gonna save some of those for future podcasts. Jimmy, uh, do you want to hit us with your best bets? Best bets. Thanks, Jay. Uh, friends, how are we? Missed the last couple weeks. Um, give a little update. I'm not going to recap all the games from our last set of picks, but uh, for sake of transparency, we are nine wins, nine losses, and one push on our picks on the year. So uh, down a little bit of change when you factor in the VIG, but uh, gang, I got four picks for us. I think we're, uh, I think we're going to go four. No, this week, Colin D's, the Dirty Dogs. First up, Iowa at Penn State getting nearly a touchdown. Guys, this isn't your dad's Iowa. This isn't your older brother's Iowa. This Iowa's like putting up some points and not really punting the football. Very not big. And uh, I think they're kind of uh, – these. I think these two teams, Penn State and Iowa, are going in a little bit different directions. Uh, Penn State had a fight with uh, Indiana for a while. Iowa, they're moving the football. 
playing some D. So I'm taking Iowa plus the points in State College, Happy Valley. Next up, our dirty dog, Kentucky at Mizzou. Kentucky is getting seven and a half points at Missouri. I don't know what to make of this Missouri team. Sure, they can score some points, but I think Kentucky can really ugly up this football game. And I think Kentucky has a good shot at winning outright. So uh, anytime I get an opportunity in a conference game uh, with a team that has a pretty solid running game, good defense, more than a touchdown, we're jumping all over that to cash the Milskis. Here's one for us. The Texas Longhorns, the media darlings, sitting up there at number six in the poll by week. Everyone telling them just how great they are. Oh, it's such a great time to be in Austin. Well, they're going to Stillwater this weekend at night. Not an easy place to play. And Tom Herman does very, very poorly as a favorite. The guy's like automatic as a, as a dog. But Texas on the road as a three-and-a-half-point favorite, not so fast, my friend. We're going Okie State plus three-and-a-half. And finally, the Ags. We always pick the Ags games on the uh, guards' best bets. We're taking the Aggies plus a field goal. I think the line in some places are, has already moved to two-and-a-half. But for the purposes of when we're recording, we're taking Texas A&M plus three in Starkville. Best bets. As always, my favorite part of the show. I love to feel like gambling. You know, nothing nothing better in the world. Thanks, buddy. Uh, so I guess after that, all we have now is the weather in Starkville for that aforementioned contest between the Mississippi State Bulldogs and your Texas A&M Aggies. Try to get as serious as possible for a second. Everybody knows weather is very serious. should never doubt the weather. I'm definitely not just trying to Google it because I lost the screenshot I had of it. Uh, so for our forecast for Saturday, we have a nighttime expected temperature of 46 degrees. Ladies and gentlemen, it's starting to feel like football. Ooh, that's... That's a little nippy. I like it. I like it a lot. It's going to be a cold. It's going to be a physical game. You're going to see some guys uh, have to tough it out. A lot of grit going to be on display. Are we going to be able to see their breath in the huddle? I sure hope so because that's my favorite part of cold weather games. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. The only way it could get better is if it just like somehow magically dropped to like 28 degrees and started snowing. Yeah. I'd or love- you know it's no, it's cool when there's like a December game at Lambeau Field and a guy takes off his helmet and his head starts steaming. Oh, that's really cool too. Yeah. I, also, I take it back. I don't want to play Mississippi State in the snow. No, no, no. We're done with that. Yeah. So uh going to pass on that one. Uh, maybe Ole Miss in the snow would be fine. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. I think that's going to be the podcast. Thanks uh, for tuning in, friends. We love you. Please. Subscribe on iTunes, rate it, tell a friend. Also Game available tag. on SoundCloud. Yeah. So uh, you can subscribe there as well. I actually think it's called Follow. Uh, and thank you for joining us. Later, folks. Heart.